You are listening to Conversations with Akila. Hello there, and welcome back to Conversations with Akila. I have a wonderful interview coming up in a few seconds for you. However, I did want to read the bio on this awesome individual before we get into the interview with Pamela Madsen. She is a pioneer in fertility and sex advocacy. She is also the founder and first executive director of the American Fertility Association. She is a fearless advocate for women's health and integrated sexuality who leverages her raw honesty and well-informed wit to help strip the stigma from an infertility, female desire, and body image. Pamela, a certified somatic sex educator with a master's degree in education, has coached hundreds of women on their own personal journey back into their bodies and their own expression of their divine feminine. Pamela is a veteran speaker, educator, and renowned blogger for the Huffington Post, Psychology Today, the Fertility Advocate, and Care Too. She is the author of Shameless, How I Ditched the Diet, Got Naked, Found True Pleasure, and Still Got Home in Time to Cook Dinner, which is published by Rodell in January 2011. Pamela has appeared on 60 Minutes, Oprah, CNN, ARP Primetime Radio, The Dr. Laura Berman Show, The Jane Pratt Show, and Playboy Radio, as well as countless other media outlets. Up next, our interview with Pamela Madsen. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Conversations with Akila, where I have a wonderful interview set up for you guys in this episode. I had the opportunity of reading this book, having this book introduced to me actually by one of my clients um, because of the conversations that we were having and she was insistent, I mean, insistent that I read this book. And I said, okay, I trusted her opinion because of the previous conversations. And I must say, I was thoroughly blown away. I was thoroughly impressed and my jaw was on the ground about 12 times. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was on the ground about 12 times. And funny enough, um, I probably got through the first chapter and was like, I have to meet her. So everyone, um, I have the author of Shameless, How I Ditched the Diet, Got Naked, Found True Pleasure, and Somehow Got Home in Time to Cook Dinner. Welcome, Pamela <laughs> Madsen. Er, hand, the proverbial hand claps are happening right now. Thank you so much for coming on my um, show. I know this is gonna be a great interview. Um, I loved your personality from the book and from what I've heard about you from the individual who met you. Unfortunately, I can't tell you her name because of the NDA, but she was very, very, she had a, she had a lot of great things to say about you. And I said, oh no, I have to meet this individual. So thank you so much for coming on. Tell me a little bit about yourself. A little bit about myself. A little bit. <laughs> Take all your time. Okay, I'm just an ordinary girl. Um, you know, I don't think anyone really has a little bit. Mm -hmm. We all, especially um, if you are anywhere over the age of 40 or 50, um, you got way, if you've been living your life, girl, you've had way more than a little bit, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, so, and 
So, you know, not to be cagey with you, um, but if you want bullet points, um, I got married really young. I mean, I wouldn't have allowed it today. Um, <laughs> I've been married for almost 40 years. Wow. I was a kindergarten teacher. Um, and then I was the best known fertility advocate in the United States. And if you live in various parts of the universe, mm -hmm. the laws that protect fertility, oh God, it's so weird right now talking about all this stuff. Um, but the, the laws that protect um, fertility um, for insurance was work I've done by me, me and a group of people and the same around knowledge around your biological clock. So that was like a big part of my life. And um, then I began to explore um, human sexuality mm. and went on my own journey. And that's the book that you've read. <laughs> and since then I have been um, running very, very successful retreats for women for um, just over a decade. Okay. Um, called Back to the Body, Sensuous Retreats for Women, okay. which provide women with what I was looking for but didn't know how to get mm -hmm. I think that's absolutely um, beautiful. I have a whole list of questions, of course, but um, of course I, I can't ask all of them because I promise you I would take up your whole day. And I do <laughs> not want to take up your whole day because I know you are a very busy woman. Um, I Before we started the interview, I was telling you about my background a little bit. So I'm a life coach. I'm a certified life coach. I work with clients who are on the spectrum at a company named ASD Life Coaching. Um, it's a beautiful place and things about sexuality and topics like that come up. Um, in my personal life, I am a uh, mother, I'm a wife. I also got married very young. I got married at, my husband was 23 and I was 24. And I've been married 12 years next Sunday. October 16th will be <laughs> our anniversary. And um, that right there in the book, I was like, oh, antenna. Let me put a dot there because that was something that we could relate to. Trust me, we related to a lot on the, in this book, but that part really stuck out to me. Um, I also come from a very fundamental, traditional Christian background. I was not allowed to wear pants until I was like, and I don't want to say allowed at 19, but I didn't make that choice until the age of 19. I didn't grow up going to the movies. We didn't party. I didn't wear jewelry. You know, I, we weren't allowed to do those things. Our lives were very closed off. And one of the topics, our lives were very closed off. And, and, and in some ways, is still very closed off sex. It was not discussed. It was just this implied idea um, that one day it will happen and you're going to have these babies that come out of that. Okay, just be aware that that's going to happen when you have these babies. But as I've gotten older, matured in my life, in my marriage, in my womanhood, I realized there's a lot more to sex than just procreation here. Like there's a lot more that goes into this idea of what pleasure is. That was a big topic that I wanted to talk about. What goes into pleasure with a woman and how in our Western society, particularly, it's not encouraged. It's not encouraged for women to feel like I deserve to feel good sexually. If anything, we are here to put, to make men feel good sexually. And I wanted to explore some of those concepts with you. Um, how, I, I know from the book and our audience may not know from the book, but I know from the book, it was not a difficult, it was not an easy decision for you to make, to decide to say, I'm gonna choose me. But in the, if you, my first question is, if you didn't have the support of 
your friends and you know close people to you do you think you would have had the strength to go ahead and make the decisions that you made yeah i do i mean i do think that um in my work i often say it takes a team mm-hmm. you know and to have a team i had my back then i had what i called my martini circle right mm-hmm. um in real life now you know you know 10 years later mm-hmm. um you know, I have a team of advisors and, and colleagues that work with me. Um, but I do think that some of us are simply born to um, confront fear. Mm. Um, we're just not willing, like when you, these girls in Iran right now, mm. cutting their hair, knowing, right, knowing that they could be killed like in a moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why that comes to mind, but you know, it's it's such a legacy of women yeah. uh, that's still happening today. Mm-hmm. That when we when we um uh, well when 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 we I don't want because I'm stumbling over the word allow because I don't know that we allow um because guns are harder than flesh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's that, you know, we've had so many generations of maybe even our mothers layering us with patriarchy, layering us with culture and religious dogma mm-hmm. that blames women and that um, pushes women down and that our mothers thought the only way to keep us safe mm-hmm. was to treat our bodies still as, um, you know, merchandise that, you know, they had to make a good marriage. You had to um, have a certain level of purity and all that. And so the discouragement from knowing your body was a way of keeping the merchandise good was a way of your mother, you know, taking care of you, Mm -hmm. doing the best she can on your parents in the culture they have. Mm -hmm. And then there are some of us who are like the women in Iran. I'll circle back to that metaphor Um, that are not so frightened of the bullets not so frightened of community gossip, not so worried about what could be a poor outcome because all they see is the vision of what's possible. Mm -hmm. And it's those people, back to the body, we call it staying in without a promise. Staying in without a promise. I like that. We can talk about that and, a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that came to me during a bodywork session that your readers will read about if they read Shameless um, mm-hmm. or if they visit my website. I'm at Back to the Body. Um, I can go into trance states. So you want to talk about spirituality and sexuality. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you want to talk about that? Of course I do. No, okay. hard. we're grown. Okay, so, you know, so what we're talking about for people who are tuning in, who may not really understand what we're actually discussing, 
-hmm. is we're discussing something called sexological body work or somatic sex um, education or through my company, the Back to the Body Method, where it is, it was created by Joseph Kramer, Mm -hmm. um, sexological body work, that term. And it's one-way touch given on a massage table. And um, the person, male, female, whatever, um, who's the client um, Mm -hmm. can be as naked as they want. And the practitioner stays clothed. It's one-way touch. If they touch genitals, they wear gloves. Got it. And so, um, you know, people have named it as sex education or sex therapy. I don't really have a name for the category that this is, except Mm -hmm. I believe it's very ancient. Mm -hmm. Um, And that we've been healing bodies through touch since the beginning of time. Agreed. You know, since the beginning of time. And we've used the erotic as a part of that Mm -hmm. since the beginning of time. And um, there are reports of the first um, doctor um, written history telling midwives to give pelvic massages mm-hmm. to women um, pre-labor to bring on orgasm so that that begin to open their bodies. And so hands-on touch in, in um, not just to feel good, one-way touch, but also for various forms of healing is ancient. And so that's what I stumbled upon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what um, Shameless talks about is my journey to finding this modality that was not easily available then. And so now I teach this mm-hmm. and I am, when I'm on the massage table, receiving pleasure and moving in my body. I mean, this is not a gynecological examination. Okay? Just laying there, sterile. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's not that. And it's, you know, it's not a regular massage either. It's, we're inviting people to use voice and movement and sound. And so I'm really active on the table and I'm moving my body. I'm coming back. Don't worry. Coming back to spirituality. That's fine. And I get, you know, I can be on my knees and I can be doing all these things. And I go into a kind of trance state. Not a kind. I go into a trance state. My body is so open and so held by the hands around me Mm. that I can sometimes, and I'm not woo-woo. There's nothing about this woman from Long Island that's woo-woo. I'm just me. And I wasn't raised in a church or a temple or or, um, all the the other various religions. I wasn't raised in anything. As I don't have this very deep belief in God and fairies and the other world. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not something that I was raised with or am fascinated by. Mm -hmm. But here's what's true for me. When I am so deeply held in this work and I am in a trance state, Mm -hmm. um, which is a state, at least for women, a very heightened arousal that can go on for a very long time okay. and um, can sound like orgasm, but it's not a climax. Hmm. I will get downloads. 
Huh. And the download I got was stay in with no promise. And I talk about it all the time. Can you stay in with no promise? Wow. And I think that's a very powerful question. And I, and I like how you brought it together, how it is much more than just what people may think what we're talking about. It's so much more than that. It's deeper than that. Um, the first thing that came to me when you were talking about the hands being on you, is this about attraction? Like say if I'm not attracted to my practitioner, to the person who's working on me, am I able to still involve myself as deep as you go in? Absolutely. Absolutely. And like at, at, in my program, we, we alternate with treat the practitioners all the time. Got it. We don't want you to stay with one mm. because um, we don't want you to build attachment. Mm. Um, we don't want you to think that it's the practitioner. It's you. Oof. And so this work, you know, we say, you know, to get back to your body, bring your body. Um, this work is about your body. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously we don't, you don't want to be um, repelled by the person. No, because <laughs> you're going to keep thinking about that. <laughs> you know, if he, um, he or she smells funny or um, I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, you know, um, if you don't feel safe with that practitioner, you shouldn't be with that practitioner. In general, right? That's you know, not- you know if, you mind, if you remind you of your great grandpa, you know, Sam, who beat you, not a good idea. Not a good idea. Okay. And we have had women that have said to us, you know, my practice rem- reminds me of my brother. Okay. And my brother used to hurt me or reminds me of my uncle Fred and mm-hmm. uncle Fred used to blah, blah. Got it. And so we switch practitioners right away. So mm-hmm. if somebody has like a hit, like, you know, no, I mean, you need to feel safe. And so let's go past attraction and let's go to when their hands are on your body how is how is the energy oh so that matters how is the energy? Mm-hmm. because it's not about we're not trying to build romantic attraction here um this is not about you know him getting naked throwing away his contract with me deciding that you're the woman that he always wanted and wrapped you in a towel, towel and kidnapped you from the retreat center. I mean, you know, that's not the story what we're talking about, right? The fantasy. No. Um, women are coming to learn about their bodies. Mm-hmm. Women need literally Epicurean hands. Mm-hmm. You know, we want hands that know what they're doing when our bodies have never had that. Okay. Or Go ahead. Real, right there. So hands that know what they're doing, are all of the practitioners at the workshop in particularly certified or, um, I don't know, have, have done this before? How does it work? Well, yes, they're certified. Okay. Um, they're certified by various schools that I work with or and or certified by me. Um, the team <clears throat> right now consists of 12 men and women many have been with me for 10 years. Oh, from the very beginning. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, people stay with me. I People that have been working with me for five years, four years, 
before they can, um, even with all their certifications, they do a one-year mentorship with me, um, working at the retreats and working with the other practitioners. Mm -hmm. um, if, this, if that answers your question. Yes, it does. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure. I know in the book, if I'm remembering correctly, and if I'm not, please stop me. Um, I know one of the workshops that you went to, you brought along your friend, or is it, is it, was it your friend? And you guys had the opportunity to, you, you and her did not work on each other, but you guys had to pair off and to um, find someone to work with. And you talked about how powerful that experience was in the book. Like you guys separated from each other so you guys wouldn't be paired with each other. So there was this one particular workshop you went to in the very beginning where each where um, strangers were able to work on each other. Does that happen at the workshop as well? Oh, no. Okay, so this is. <laughs> no, I mean, I um, because I went on my own journey in Shameless. So, so you know, Shameless is a story of my journey. Mm -hmm. Not the story of my now, right? It, mm -hmm. So it's what I learned and my experiences. And so much has changed in the world um, in so many ways. I mean, the fact that we can talk about this, hmm. right? Even 10 oh. years ago, excuse me, <laughs> even 10 years ago, that was, you know, people didn't talk about this stuff. It wasn't as, as available, these mm -hmm. conversations to, as mm -hmm. they are Today, women can go on Instagram and Facebook and find conversations, right? Yes. Um, about sex where they, they couldn't. Um, and so I did all these things. I was, you know, this is funny. There's a um, truth that penguins, when they want to go eat, mm -hmm. um, they have to jump in the water. And sometimes there's a killer whale down. And there's always this one brave penguin. We'll call that penguin brave. We won't say that they got pushed uh, because they got pushed. We didn't eat. <laughs> and maybe I got pushed in some mm -hmm. ways, or maybe I got brave. Well, but consider you me your penguin. You are the penguin. Before you, that, I want that was another point that I wanted to talk on, but the being pushed and all of that stuff. Because, again, I read the book, so I have to talk from a standpoint of knowing how this plays out. But for how were you able to reconcile knowing, this deep knowing you had that I need a little bit something more. But I'm happily married. I'm happily married. I love um, the, um, the AKA Gavin. I love him. You know, I, I don't want to cheat on him. I don't want to, you know, that wasn't what you wanted. There was this deep sense inside of you that knew I just needed to be more in tune with something about me and not feel like this was me stepping out of my marriage. This was not me stepping out on my husband. This was not about him. This was not about the kids. It was about you. How were you able to reconcile those thoughts of this means more to me than, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but right now in this moment, this means more to me than this. You know, I don't know if I ever made that distinction mm -hmm. that this meant more than this. Maybe I made the distinction that this is important and so is this. Mm -hmm. Different. That is right? very different. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like we can be happy and sad. Mm -hmm. Right? It's, it's life. Um, you know, I 
and, and I got kind of lost in that moment. Um, I'm sorry. I made the decision that it wasn't enough. Well, I, first of all, my girlfriends were real happy. Okay. <laughs> they they were. were real happy. They were all sex goddesses. And yes, they were all having um, relationships out there outside of their marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, when Pam, I'm sorry. Pamela, one second. You're freezing. You froze. I don't know what happened. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Hello? Yes. Yes, okay. I see you. I hear you. Okay, perfect. You can keep going. I'm sorry. You froze for like a good 10 seconds. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault. Um, it's technology. So, so, right. So where were we? Um, your friends are sex goddesses. They were having. Um, yeah, right. So, so, so this was like, you know, this, you know, with social media and the world right now, and the way we share information, ideas travel way faster than, than they did for our mothers, right? And so, um, you know, in my mind, they were cheating. We didn't have polyamory. We didn't have monogamous. We didn't have primary, secondary. We didn't have all these things. We didn't, have, you know, we didn't have that. And so there was no language. There was no um, way for me to really find um, what I wanted. And I wasn't prepared to risk my marriage. And through finding, through a massage therapist who spoke about this work, um, leave it to gay men. They know everything. They know everything. <laughs> if, you have, if you have a question about anything, ask the gay man, he will tell you. Got it. And that is true. And so um, it's all the fault of a gay man. Mm -hmm. And he told me about this work. And I went looking for it. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard to find. Um, because women seeking pleasure, you know, you, I'm not quite answering your question. You were like, well, what was it? It was seeing how alive they all were. Hmm. And it was because their erotic lives were enlivened. Their erotic, they were no longer bored erotically. And you, and you feel as if there's a correlation there. When I, absolutely, I, I absolutely think there's a correlation there. Um, I think that in long-term marriage, sex can be good. I mean, you know, what, what's very true is that um, my husband and I had, you know, really good enough sex. I mean, I didn't know that there was anything different. Um, I knew about licky, licky, sucky, sucky. We mm -hmm. did it. I knew how to come. He came. We all came. Mm -hmm. We could do it in five minutes. We were pretty efficient. Efficient. Yeah, we were. We were efficient. We could, you know. Now I don't even care about that part. Hmm. Now I want arousal for ninety minutes on the table. Mm -hmm. Now I use sex differently than I did then, mm -hmm. but there wasn't much available for women, and so. I had to stumble around and it's quite funny and people can read about that in the book. Um, 
but it's through the education of all that I went through as I found myself on the table, my life started to change. Things that were a problem for me stopped being a problem for me. I had bulimia. It was mild, but I had an eating disorder. I don't talk about it in the book. It was in the book, yeah. mm-hmm. in a too much. Um, I talk about, I think, food addiction or something. Um, but I had um, what we, we might want to call mild bulimia for, for decades. And when I started to receive touch, the bulimia went away. And it wasn't... Um, Prozac or talk therapy. It was that my body was finally getting the kinds of touch, being schooled to move and breathe in my body. Um, it's kind of like the yoga of sex is what we practice, right? And um, it healed me. And I don't know why it healed me. Um, what I do know is that it enlivened me. Um, you, there was very recently a study done, um, and it's going to be published soon, um, that was underwritten. Well, I don't know if it's underwritten or not. That's maybe the wrong language. Um, but it's a very reputable university. And um, the results showed that women who attended these retreats, my retreats, but my retreats, what they were studying was sexological body work. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my retreats is just one of the only um, repeatable model. Got it. So they were to study it. What they found was that women reported, you know, in a quantitatively significant way feeling differently about their bodies, having less body shame, releasing trauma in their bodies, um, healing relationships with other women, like the kinds of um, meanness that goes on sometimes between women, like healing that pain and discomfort around other women. Mm. They they talk about um, healing shame around their genitals. Feelings that their genitals are somehow not pretty or mistaken. They also talk about um, the ability to ask for what they want, learning what they desire, being able to speak their desire. Um, And they learn about consent and how to say yes and how to say no. I want to cite um, I kind of went blank for a minute. Um, Dr. Betsy Crane is the lead um, professor on the study. Okay. And um, it's it's going to be published soon. And she's from YD University. I so would definitely love to read that. So I would please, if you can, I would, when it comes out, maybe I'll see it on your website. I don't know. Um, I would definitely love to see it. This experience of the releasing of trauma and all of the shame for some of these women that even comes along with sex because of various situations, the church shame, you know, feeling like you're not deserving of pleasure. You know, this is what sex was for. You know, it's not for anything else or being able to say, oh, that hurts or I don't like that or what have you. 
um, just releasing and, and acknowledging the trauma in your body. Is that what happened in the book with you? I believe it was with Rock when you went to the doctor, one of the, the licensed therapists one who did it. Am I saying the name or is it Hank? It was Hank. It was Hank. Okay. Um, can you explain that experience verbally to me? What, what do you mean? The, the release of he, trauma? Yes, because you went to him and then you had a crying experience with him um, after you were done and, and you were in there with him and you, just, you said in the book, I don't even know why I'm crying. But when you orgasmed them, tears came along with it. And I believe that word trauma was you somewhere in that paragraph. Yeah, yeah. It's, so tears, I always tell women, don't attach a story. Okay. So if you have an orgasm or a big erotic experience don't, and you cry, it's your body releasing. Just mm -hmm. like something in squirt, they call it squirting, right? Ejaculate mm -hmm. um, from the vaginas. Um, it's a release of water, right? Yes. It's, a, it's a release of water. And so when we cry, it's, it's a release of water. And water carries with it all the things. Mm. And, it, you know, it's so funny. I always use the word sin. And I'm not that kind of a, I don't use that word sin, but I will use it because it's what came through my body. And, and so I believe it's what my body says. Mm. That our tears can release our sins. Our tears can release our sins. And not just our sins, right? No. Um, but the, the sins of others. Mm. And trauma is so much um, the sins and sins of others. True. And so when we cry, when we release, when we release, um, we're releasing that. Oof. And we feel we, we we feel cleaner, less heavy, less heavy, definitely less heavy. Yeah. For sure. I need I need to write that down. Um, um, can you please can someone with a pencil and paper write that down? Um, that was just um, that was just something that came through me. Um, that feels really, really um, important for us when we talk about the release of trauma and grief, when we talk about um, this, this release of, of trauma that women feel in orgasm and in arousal, um, is that it, that the the tears carry the sins of ourselves, but the sins of others. And that's what trauma is. Mm -hmm. I think that's something to really for all of us to think about. I'm not saying that that's true, mm -hmm. um, but boy, it hits me in the gut. Me too. Me too. It's, it's that spiritual experience, believe it or not. It is. Right. <laughs> It is that, and and that, and release is a spiritual thing. That there's no doubt about that. Like you said, there's a whole school of thought. This is an ancient um, modality that you are talking about. I mean, the Karma Sutra goes back how many thousands of years, and it talks about how um, these certain particular sexual positions can be healing, can be. And 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 in my story, what it is is simply letting go of doing. 
Mm -hmm. Being free. Well, so many women when they're engaged in sex are always thinking about what they should be doing for the guy. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, you know, should I be making more sound for him? Should I be giving him a blowjob? He's down there too long. I should be doing this now. Maybe I should be changing positions. Does he think I'm sexy? Should I poke out my breasts? Am I holding in my stomach enough? Mm. We're so busy on performance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're so busy around um, all of this. Um, that we don't really know what it's like to totally receive pleasure in our bodies. And pleasure is run by arousal. Arousal is an erotic energy that we, and we, on my website, there is even a meditation called Lotus Lift, Lotus Lift Meditation that just uses arousal to connect to spirit. And that's what's happening here is this um, ability to ride our arousal. If we're just receiving pleasure and we feel totally safe and we're not hypervigilant and we're not having to think about holding in our stomach, mm -hmm. we're not having to think about pleasing the man. Mm -hmm. It's all about me. Yes. Right. And then being able to, to move whatever way I need mm -hmm. allows for spirit to run through me. Mm -hmm. Allows for me sometimes to get messages. And it doesn't always happen. I'm not looking for it. Mm -hmm. But when it happens, it's a it's it's a very interesting thing. And I think it's why women through the ages have had such problems mm -hmm. because we pierce the veils with our sexual energy. Our sexual energy has the capacity and we're called names for that. And so we have been persecuted and burned and you know, I don't want to say all the different ways the but it's open <laughs> I'm sorry. The audience will know. They'll know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. All the healers. I mean, they went after the midwives. <laughs> you know, the midwives were witches. The you know, it's in and in what is a witch anyway? We don't, you know, a woman who used herbs and healing. I mean, the whole that whole concept. Mm -hmm. Um so we've not been given because men instinctually knew. Because once upon a time, women were in power. And there's archaeological evidence to the fact that women were in power. Mm -hmm. And the different kinds of tools that were, they're mostly farming tools. There were very few wars of weapons. And you can Google this. You'll, you'll find it. I can't name. That's fine. I can't name the, the century, the era, the tribe, nothing. But if you Google it, you'll find it. I'm a history buff, so definitely. Right, right. Yes, you'll find this. Um, when we lost power, um, there's also, I think, an epigenetics memory in men's bodies, you know, historical cellular memory. Mm -hmm. Women are, are freaking powerful. Yeah. And if we, if we cover them up, if we shame them, if we 
throw rocks at them, if we have, if we control them. Do things like <clears throat> sexual custom or bells, mm. then we will stay in power. But a woman who is united to her sexual energy, a woman who is united to her sexual energy is freaking powerful. Mm. In our own life, in our family's life, in her community's life, in her partner's life. A and, woman, you know, and a woman who is united with her own sexual energy. Yeah, her own, her own erotic power, her own erotic sovereignty. Hmm. Walks in a room differently than a woman who is not. You talked about it's, that in the book as well. You did. Yeah, less likely to be victimized. I mean, I don't wear quiet clothes. I mean, look at me. This is my. You're beautiful. I didn't have, I didn't have time to get dressed up for you this morning. I'm in my morning leopards, you know. Um, <laughs> the morning leopards. You have evening leopards? <laughs> yeah, morning leopards. So, you know. But I feel powerful. I also feel sexy. You are beautiful, by the way. You well, are. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I, I feel like all the things, and I'm not a young girl. And I'm not any of the things, right? And that we're quote unquote still, even with all the, you know, curvy positive information that's out there. Mm. And most it goes in one year, not the other, um, for women. And what's true is that your body, just the way it is, can be really hot and sexy if you're feeling really hot and sexy, because it's really an inside job. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, there was something about your fire that you put on those glasses this morning. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes, absolutely. I'm bold right. enough to wear them. <laughs> right. So there was a willingness for people. You felt strong and safe enough in your body that it was really okay for people to turn and look at you. Mm. It was really okay for people to turn and look and admire you. Hmm. It was really okay for people to gossip about that woman with those glasses, who does she think she is? You felt strong enough and hot enough in your own body and that's, that's the path to sexual sovereignty is yeah. that being able, being able to do these, to live our life, right? Out loud. Yeah. Now, the, the, everything you are talking about sounds, funny enough, very therapeutic. I don't know if that's on purpose. I don't know if this is a therapeutic process, but it's it feels very calming. Like you have a very calming energy. Um, where you say you were like that before you found out about was it so sexual somatic um, Se sexological body work? Um, sexological body work. Um, no, touch calms me. Got it. And I'm not always calm. It's mm -hmm. not a clock in the morning. I've had one cup of coffee. 
you're not the day ain't start yet. <laughs> I understand. But I think actually that is also like a learning of age. Mm. A learning that comes with age that not everything has to be a big drama. Right? That's important to hear because I, I don't think aging in our society for women is discussed enough. Like I said to my husband the other day, I said, as men get older, and this is said out loud, out, out, outside of my home, as men get older, they get sexier. As women get older, society says you get less attractive. And it's hard to reconcile that when 40 and 50 and 60 are looming, hopefully, around the corner and 70 are around the corner. And it's like, how do I still dare feel sexual and and dare still feel like I'm powerful and feel like I'm attractive when it's thrown in my face constantly that I should get a tummy tuck or my breasts are sagging or my bottom isn't the way it's supposed well, to Well, here's what's true. You follow women like me. Yes. On Facebook and Instagram and you see our images. Mm -hmm. Oh, I saw them. <laughs> you saw them, okay. See, I did. <laughs> Okay, you see our images and you allow us to model for you. Mm -hmm. Again, allow us to be the first pigeon. Mm -hmm. The first penguin. That was my story. Your penguin that went into the water. In the ocean. Um, <laughs> and you know what? We all struggle with it, right? Yeah. Like it's like the, the you know, the more I know, the more I know that everything is universal. Mm -hmm. And that we've been doing this shit since the dawn of time. Yeah. And like whatever it is, we've been doing it. Um, I don't know how much time we have left. Um, but I'll give you this fast little bit. So I just went to Sicily. I ran a retreat in Southern Italy for women. And I... Um, after the retreat, I went on a bit of a side trip and we went to Pompeii. Ooh. And I've always been intrigued by Pompeii, this you know incredible um, legendary city that was wiped out in a moment by volcanic ash, by volcano. And what I learned when I visited Pompeii that I didn't know mm. was that it was hidden for 1700 years. And that it wasn't really hidden. They thought initially that the gods were punishing the people of Pompeii for excess living. So they deleted it. Mm. They blocked Pompeii. The way we block people now, right? They erased it. They canceled they them. Basically, <laughs> right. They canceled Pompeii. Mm -hmm. Because it was clear the gods wanted to punish them. So we'll just, you know pretend that that thing over there didn't happen. <laughs> and then it was rediscovered 17 year, 1700 years later. And I think I, these numbers may be right. And what we got to see when you walk around the excavation, which is only half done, was that there are penises everywhere. Mm -hmm. like literally penises everywhere. Like th they were the good luck charm. Really? Was the phallic symbol. Huh. And um, then the Catholic Church didn't like it um, and they replaced it with chili peppers. So now you see it's a lot of Italian men wearing chili peppers. 
around their neck. <laughs> but the penis, the great God penis was mm-hmm. celebrated. We still celebrate it just differently now. They're very different. <laughs> um, the, the most active place mm-hmm. where everyone wanted to go in Pompeii. Now this is a city, everything you could see. Mm-hmm. It's their red light district. Mm-hmm. People wanted to see the erotica. People wanted to see where people had sex. Mm-hmm. People wanted to see where people paid sex. Mm-hmm. Because what's true is that whatever, wherever there's prohibition, right? Mm-hmm. Wherever there's prohibition, where- <laughs> wherever there is obstacles, you will find yearning and desire. Yep. And that's why people were visiting the, those ancient whorehouses because <laughs> um, nothing really has changed very much. Mm. What has changed, and perhaps this is a really good way to end, what has changed is that women are claiming the sexual sovereignty. They are claiming their... Um, their erotic needs mm-hmm. with their wellness and their mental health and their physical health and that it's connected. And that seeing appropriate sex education professionals mm-hmm. for support is not cheating on anyone's partner. Mm-hmm. These practitioners are not there for that. They sign contracts. They have lives. Tell me, give me everything about this retreat, because I assure you I'm going to get questions about it. I want to hear about this retreat, please. Okay, well, I run about 10 a year. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but we are having what's called a portal event the first weekend in December. Okay, so um, it's, it's a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday, Friday evening, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, for folks who can get to um, the LA area. And a lot of women are flying in for this because the price is $650 for the weekend. It's very low priced. <clears throat> so then more women can have access to this information, see it. It's not a retreat. It's an experience. You'll get tools and you can see more about this work before you make the commitment to come to a retreat. But you're also going to get some real things out of the portal, have some real delicious experiences. Um, And then we do have the full retreats and they're from between eight and 12 women. I have them um, mostly in the United States, but some are international. Okay. I have one in Italy. Um, We have some upcoming in France and Maui and, you know, and Colorado this summer. Wow. Um, at a dude ranch. I have, a, a, unfortunately, a, a um, froggy throat. I apologize. Well, that's fine. <clears> not, like <laughs> not like me. It's not like veins. So they're immersion retreats. And so women pack their bags. Like, don't tell me when you're coming to Ohio. I'm not. Okay. Mm. Not coming to Ohio anytime soon. But I will be in Colorado. 
So, you know, you have to have the desire enough not to use the obstacle, okay, of, well, I got to get on a plane. Yeah, you do. You may have to get on a plane or a train. Or a train. You may have to drive. Yeah, mm -hmm. you may have to pack a bag. You may have to get a hotel room. You know, how much do you want this? How much do you want? How much do you want erotic sovereignty? How much do you want to find a way home mm -hmm. to yourself? Mm -hmm. the retreats are not inexpensive um they um and women from very different levels of income come mm -hmm. why aren't they inexpensive well because they have to rent a villa that will hold 30 people because they have to feed 30 people because they have to pay real live practitioners not self-created sex gods Okay, but like real live trained people who have children and families mm -hmm. and cost money. Got it. So um, the retreats reflect the fact that we have one almost one on one care at our mm -hmm. retreats and beautiful food. So you'll have like seven practitioners there for, you know, eight to 12 women. It's better than daycare. I'm one to one. Um, yeah. Yeah, and um, women have safe ports. There are always um, female staff there. Mm -hmm. um, I am at most of the programs. And the women get body work every day and workshops and group trainings. And nobody's asked to do anything embarrassing. And the private work is done in private. And they have a female safe port mm -hmm. um, who meets with them before and walks in with them and picks them up and the women work with the same practitioner okay. for the entire retreat. And you get to meet your practitioner um, twice um, before the retreat. Mm -hmm. And then you have a meeting with that practitioner once before when you get to the retreat. Got it. So a lot of care is given into who each woman is. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone comes for different reasons. Not everyone has had sexual trauma, mm -hmm. right? Not everyone has trouble having an orgasm. And some people do. And every woman is there. Not, you know, women come for lots of reasons. They come to hear body shame. They come to, like me, who didn't feel sexually broken at all. Mm -hmm. I just felt that there was more in this body. And I didn't know how to get it. Mm. And I went and got it. And now created a whole place where other women, people, I'm assuming, can go and get it as well. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. we work with female identified mm -hmm. people. Got it. Um, and we do work with couples. Really? Yep. Yeah, we do have couples retreats. They're private. Um, and they can be for um, heterosexual couples or same or same sex couples. Interesting. Um, but we work with couples. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have a retreat. We have privates, which again, you know, starts to be more money. Um, but again, it's what you're dealing with is getting two professionals 24-7 um, for three to five days focused on your marriage, right? Or your partnership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we do very high touch level work. And there's also um, 
for a hundred bucks, you can get a 16 course video off my website, you know, or the meditation. Not mm -hmm. everyone is ready to jump in with two feet. Some people want to put their toe in the water. Mm -hmm. um, they may want to start with a virtual course. They may want to start with reading Shameless. They may want to start with coming to our portal in LA, mm -hmm. getting a seat at that table. And seeing what it's about. And, and seeing what it's all about and having a girls weekend. And, and you know, women change their lives in a weekend. Some oh, women yeah. just need a bite of the cookie. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a proverbial cookie. That, that is so true. Um, my client has been to, I want to say, she went to yours in Ireland, um, New Orleans. Scotland. 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 She went to that one, the one in New Orleans. Like she's been to a few. She just went to one with you. Was it upstate New York? Did you have something upstate New York or in Utah? You just have to in Utah. Colorado. Colorado. So you just had that. So she was there. <laughs> she was, she was there. And um we me and her have been going back and forth about trying to get you on my show. So I know she's gonna be very happy. Um well, you know they're stranger. And maybe what we need more than anything is to get you to come to a retreat. Of course. I mean, um, she did tell me about the pricing. Okay. She, she did explain to me how much it costs. And I said, well, we just bought a house. We got two young kids. All those are obstacles. You're absolutely right. right. And guess what we have? Payment plans. Yeah. And she told me, she told me, she said there's payment plans. I said, okay. Yeah, yeah. So let's say you want to go to Colorado. You have a whole year. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. put that on your bucket list and get you know and and get access to the community and the workshops i've never so, been to la before mm -hmm. yeah, yeah you come to la there's lots of things you could do mm -hmm. but and i think it's great that you just said all the things you said because that's the things that i always hear initially from people mm -hmm. what and you as a life coach like you just said all the things, right? That, that you hear all the time. All the time. It's like, well, how am I going to pay for it? And when am I going to have the time to do it? Mm -hmm. And um, all the reasons why. Mm -hmm. Because we have lots of reasons why. We all do. We have lots of reasons why. And, you know, my question to you is, well, why not? Why not? Because you know what? All those things... They're not going away, okay? None of it's going away. The question is, um, you know, I, I don't like it when people say, what are you worth? And that kind of bullshit. Like, you, you don't think you're worth it, and I don't think, you know, that whole game. But I, I'll say it in a different way. How much joy can you let into your life? And when you let that joy into your life, how much of it you can sprinkle on all those people around you. Mm -hmm. And I think that once I started to really get fed, once I started to really have erotic sovereignty, I became a kinder, nicer woman. Mm. I just became a kinder, nicer woman. It is something to think about. I'm not, I'm not even sugarcoating. I'm not even. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I, I, and what we know is that women who come, come again because yeah. they learn that they're always more and, and that in so many ways, you know, it's like our best investment. Mm -hmm. 
is our ability to be well, happy, to enjoy that house, to enjoy those children. How do I enjoy it even more? Mm -hmm. What can I do? What if this incredible flame of mine mm -hmm. can be even brighter mm -hmm. than it is now? Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm pushing with. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what I'm wanting for women. And, um, you know, and guess what? For free, they can follow me on Facebook. Just make sure you get the one with the verified account. Got it. And they can follow me on Instagram at the Pamela Madsen. Um, my writing is way better on Facebook because they let me talk more. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm on both those places. Okay. And um, people can hop on my newsletter and find out what's going on. And bless you um, for, in, for the invitation. Oh. Um, for, for reading the book. Um, and for showing up, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. And for showing up, um, because if you didn't show up, then I couldn't have shown up. So thank you. It's, it's a very, um, you talk about that penguin. I'm the penguin. Look at me, black and white. I'm the penguin. You know, like I said, I come from a world where these, this convert, even this interview, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be like, I cannot believe Akila did that. I cannot believe she's sitting here talking about that. My world is very vastly different than what me and you are doing today. But I've decided that I'm, you want to know what it is? I'm thinking about 18 year old Akilah. I'm thinking about 21 year old Akilah. I'm thinking about 24 year old Akilah getting ready to get married and how she could have used this information going into next stages of her life. And now that I'm grown and got I always, I've always had thick skin, but now this thick skin has been leathered. I'm not worried about what people are going to say because of this taboo topic. I'm more concerned about getting the information out there because see, I'm open to talk about it, but there's people out there who are not open. So they may listen to this and say, hmm, I don't even have to let anyone know I'm listening to this. It's not like I'm having an open conversation with anyone, but mm -hmm. here it is. Someone's talking about something that's been bothering me maybe it's time for me to do something about that. Absolutely. And again, we all take our steps mm -hmm. as we take our steps. As we take our steps. You know, and it's just doing the next right thing for you. Mm -hmm. oh. And I certainly, I started life as a kindergarten teacher. I had no idea that I would end up being a premier sex educator for women mm -hmm. um, doing, you know, edgy work. You know, I... I, you know, still know how to make rock soup. Um, those of you who don't know about rock soup, you gotta read your children's books. Um, so we're on a journey and thank you so much. I, I appreciate you having me on. Mm -hmm. Thank you for taking time out of your morning. Um, I'm definitely gonna stay in touch with you as this episode is released, you will get it first and um, you can listen to it and share it. If you feel as if it should be shared, that's fine if you don't. Um, but my audience will definitely enjoy this and I definitely, um, will consider going to one of your, um, <laughs> conferences. What, 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 did, what did you call and get a free consultation? Go get a free consultation. Okay. Now I'll, I'll, I'll look into that. It's a, it's a good way to start. It's free. It's free. <laughs> I don't have to consult my husband about this one. <laughs> so no. I could do that. And um, I believe, I, oh, is there going to be a second Shameless book? Is there going to be a follow-up to Shameless? I don't know. I don't okay. know. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you, my Thank love. You.
Take care. Have a great day. All right. Bye bye. Keep rocking. You just finished listening to Conversations with Akila, where I have a lot to say. Okay? Please be sure to tune in every Friday where you can have a conversation with yours truly. We'll be talking about any and everything. Nothing is off the table. Please remember to share this and like it and comment everywhere podcasts are heard. We are on Apple, we are on Spotify, you name it. Your like, your comment, your share will help this podcast grow, grow, grow. I appreciate you. Thank you.